0: Zuckerberg answers from yesterday and today. Yeah, let's make
1: that a priority for the rest of the half hour.
0: Coming up, Ted Cruz gave him a good grilling about their political leanings that I thought was interesting, and I have more details on the booster seat he sat on. So all that's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Right now we're joined by Liz Sly, the Washington Post's uh, Beirut bureau chief, to discuss the situation in Syria, possible uh, uh, backlash, etc. Liz, first question for those who are not... Uh, following the Syrian civil war closely, what is the state of the civil war? Is it uh, evenly matched? Is it about over? How do you see it?
2: Um, what we've seen recently is that President Bashar al-Assad has just scored another big victory over the rebels in the suburb of Eastern Ghouta. Um, that is the centre of this um, question of whether the US is going to bomb Syria or not. Um, over the weekend, the rebels accepted a surrender deal. Um, a lot of people who were with the opposition are now evacuating the area, um, and the Syrian government will eventually move back in. And this occurred the day after the um, alleged chemical attack, which um, um, has prompted the U.S. to threaten the strikes. And basically, the it continues the trajectory of the war that we've seen for the past two to three years, which is... President Assad slowly but steadily conquering the the pockets of the country that he lost to the rebels one by one, and this was a significant one because it was next to Damascus, and it really means the rebels are in no position to threaten Damascus anymore.
0: How worried are countries in that region with one of their neighbors using chemical weapons? Are they as upset as the United States?
2: Well, Israel is obviously very upset about everything that's going on in Syria at the moment. It has um, a long running dispute with Syria over the Golan Heights. Its main focus of its concern is the expanded influence that Iran has acquired in Syria as a result of President Assad slowly taking back uh, level areas. Um, Iranian militias, Iranian back militias, Iranian advisors and troops have been helping him do that. They are setting up bases in areas... He's taken back, and we saw Israel bomb one of those bases a few days ago, which caused a lot of confusion That people thought it was America bombing, but it was actually Israel continuing its bombing of the base, the Iranian targets in Syria that are of concern to it. The other countries of the region are probably a bit more concerned about the escalation between the U.S. and Russia that could also draw in Iran and a general escalation of tensions in the region. Um, that they don't particularly
1: want to happen. Well, and we've discussed those escalating tensions with you. There are a number of conflicts that are just waiting to break out in, in the region. Uh, not only proxy warfare between, you know, regional powers and superpowers, but, for instance, you know, the Kurds and the Turks and and the rest of it. It's just, it's almost impossible to imagine a, a, a stable future.
2: is one concern is that if, if this um, situation to escalate, that other, conf- other smaller conflicts could ignite. and We could see a sort of ripple effect just a f- or a rolling ball of fire as um, different conflicts ignite on different fronts. One of them is the Kurds and the Turks, of course. The other is Israel and Iran. Um, and um, you've got Iraq talking about going into Syria to defeat ISIS. Now, of course, Iraq has it, got us playing a slightly different role here. Um, And then you've got the Saudi-Iranian tensions, and the Saudis are trying to get involved in the U.S. coalition that's being built to probably bomb Syria probably fairly soon. So it could get very confusing.
1: Liz Sly, the Washington Post's Beirut bureau chief. Uh, Liz, thank you very much for the insight. We always appreciate it.
0: I'd actually like to talk to her longer, but the connection was so bad. I was actually having trouble understanding what she
1: was saying. Yeah, it's rough. We've been trying to line her up for days. She's
0: huh. in Lebanon. I don't no idea what the situation is where she is uh, physically located right now. Um, that part at the end, though the, that that's what I'm not sure everybody understands about the beginning of World War One or the beginning of World War Two is you have a particular event, and then all these other festering problems turn into wars.
1: Right. As, for instance, somebody says, now's our opportunity. Yeah. They're distracted. They're weakened. Let's go now. Or, Let's grab that or, land. Let's or, get our autonomy.
0: Or war's just in the air. This is how we solve these things right now, apparently. <laughs> um, and Israel and Iran decide, you know, we've been, we've been meaning to do this for a long time. Let's get it on.
1: Yeah. and uh, That which was unthinkable three weeks ago seems thinkable. Right? And,
0: and Turkey and the Kurds. You know what? We've been, we've been heading this direction for a long time. Let's decide this once and for all. Um, yeah, that's 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 what happens, and that's how you end up with a serious, serious conflagration. I don't know why people use that word, but they do. Um. It's I a hope. Good word. I hope none of that happens. I think it's on the Russians as to where, whether or not that happens. We are going to bomb Syria in the next few hours, um, today, tomorrow. So it would seem, yeah. It's whether or not Russia strikes back. If Russia doesn't, then okay, we're back to where we were a week ago, a month ago, six months ago, aren't we? Yeah, if Russia fights back, well, then then all, all bets are off. Who knows what's going to happen?
1: You know what I predict is Russia will uh, perform some sort of face-saving violent act that doesn't actually threaten our guys. They will blow up some strategic town and announce that they've punished us. And we'll be like, we don't care about that town, but Putin can tout it. So I suspect, because he's not a maniac, he's a monster, but he's not a maniac, he will quote-unquote strike back in a way that's not terribly meaningful. And everybody will have their dignity intact, except the people who get blown up. They mm-hmm. won't have anything intact.
0: No, no, they won't. Civil wars are ugly. I mean, it's as hell uh, yeah, as ugly as Syria's civil war is, I think they've got four hundred some thousand dead now. They're still not. They're still a long way off from our civil war with much less sophisticated weapons. Mm. Uh, wow. In terms of number of people dead, so yeah. they're they're ugly. Civil wars are ugly.
1: They got better doctors though good point yeah the weapons aren't as good but the doctors are much better and they're probably not going to have a hundred thousand die of dysentery which I'm, why am i laughing it's a, it's 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 horrible that's why i'm laughing uh, to even deal with it i don't know dying of disease most people died of disease in the civil why war why are you laughing about that? I, i'm not laughing you're I'm, a monster I'm, 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 <laughs> well, i was wow. wondering that myself that's unusually harsh uh i don't feel like a monster <laughs>
0: I don't know. You got to laugh. I mean, the whole thing is, I mean, one man's decision could change the world that we live in in an instant. Yes. Putin or one of his generals or whatever decides, you know what? F the Americans. I'm taking out that aircraft carrier. Then it's on. Then all these wars happen. And then the economy goes crazy. And then just all your life is different.
1: Mm. I hope none of that happens. Well, if it does, you'll be posting about it on Facebook. <laughs> and we'll talk about Mark Zuckerberg's testimony coming up. You know what? You know what you should have played right now, Michael? Some Franz Ferdinand. Hmm? World, right. World War
0: One reference? Yeah. Now that's three-dimensional chess. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I have an update on Zuckerberg's booster seat, and we'll have some of the actual testimony. Yes, he had one. He actually had one. He did. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong
1: and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. Strong
3: and getty show. Thank you for having me here today, and I'm ready to take your questions.
4: Before we get into the privacy issues, if someone pokes
2: me, is that a sex thing?
3: That I, I agree, I think is, is clearly bad activity that we want to get down, and we're generally proud of of how well we, we do with that. Mr. Zuckerberg, I just want a straight yes or no. Can anyone see those pictures I sent to my intern? (laughs) No, Senator. Actually the first line of our terms of service say that you control and own the information and content that you put on Facebook. Uh, Thank God.
5: Listen Zuckerberg, let's skip the pleasantries and get to the question that most of my constituents would like answered. Is it mad basic to post a selfie of your feet while on vacation?
3: Um. <laughs> uh,
0: no. Those were not real questions. I was from Jimmy Kimmel last night. <laughs> oh
1: my! Comedy.
0: One thing before we get back to the series: Zuckerberg did have a booster seat, um, four-inch thick pad under his behind to sit on. He's five foot seven, which is not, you know, it's not horrifyingly sharp. People are not going to stop on the street and point at you and. People what? won't scream in horror or
1: laugh. That's definitely a diminutive man though. He's also very thin, so he's a wisp of a fella. Mm. Smart though, smart
0: as a whip. Uh Ted Cruz, his line of questioning I thought was uh, interesting, and I'm glad he brought it up. Now we're gonna, we borrowed this clip from Martha McCullen's Fox show, so it's got our groovy music underneath it. <coughs> we so I can dance while I listen. We did not hire a band to go do underneath the clip. It just I don't know why you would do that anyway. But... I don't know either, but here you go.
6: There are a great many Americans who I think are deeply concerned that that Facebook and other tech companies are engaged in a pervasive pattern of bias and political censorship. Uh, There have been numerous instances with Facebook. In May of 2016, Gizmodo reported that Facebook had purposely and routinely suppressed conservative stories from trending news including stories about CPAC, including stories about Mitt Romney, including stories about the Lois Lerner IRS scandal, including stories about Glenn Beck. In addition to that, Facebook has initially shut down the Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day page, has blocked a post of a Fox News reporter, has blocked over two dozen Catholic pages, and most recently blocked Trump supporters Diamond and Silk's page with one point two million facebook followers after determining their content and brand were quote unsafe to the community to a great many americans that appears to be a
3: pervasive pattern of political bias do you agree with that assessment senator let me say a few things about this first i understand where that concern is coming from because sure. facebook and the tech industry are located in silicon valley which is an extremely left-leaning place mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, this is actually a concern that I have and that I try to root out in the company is making sure that we don't have um, any bias in the work that we do. And I think it is a fair concern that um, that people would, so, would, so let would me, at least let wonder me, about. Let me ask this now, question. Are, are you aware of any
6: ad or page that has been taken down from Planned Parenthood? Senator,
3: I, I'm, I'm not, but let me just uh, How about moveon.org? Sorry? How about moveon.org? I'm not specifically aware of those. How about any Democratic candidate for office? I'm not specifically aware. I mean, I...
0: So uh, if you could listen through that music. It took me a while, but luckily the
1: music was so repetitive I, I grew to ignore it.
0: Pretty interesting on a, on a uh, couple of levels. One, that that laundry list that Ted Cruz presented is pretty damning. Mm -hmm. Um, I was surprised Zuckerberg said Silicon Valley is an extremely left-leaning area.
1: I was struck by his uh,
0: truth-telling there, his candor. I'll bet he went into this whole thing and maybe even still had practically zero politics of the thing. How do I How do I make the most money off of this thing that right. I've created? Right. He wasn't thinking about it at all. People beneath him, I think, were thinking politics. And I'm sure he's fascinated by the
1: technical challenge of it, too, and that's his main thing.
0: I'll bet the people beneath him were thinking politics, and, hey, let's screw these people, let's help those people, but mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not sure that he spent much time thinking about it. Yeah, that was
1: remarkable, what he said.
0: Huh. Um. Uh, and here's my question as a dullard. There must be something I'm not getting. So, if he said... If he pretended he didn't know or he said, yeah we do that what's the problem New York Times does that all the time
1: don't they? because they don't they portray themselves as a media platform and a, a, a so is the New York Times. arbiter and a
0: so' is the New York Times so is the yeah. Washington Post you don't yeah. think they print more letters from certain people than other people to make a point
1: right yeah well-hmm uh, what's the interesting... difference well the... <laughs> That would be a remarkable admission, given the politics of it, which is that people on the left really, really, really want Facebook to do exactly what Ted Cruz was saying, partly because they believe anybody who defends a conservative point of view is is evil and dangerous. Um, so uh, Zuckerberg would be calling them out, and them are a lot of his employees and and big Facebook fans and, and tech fans in general. Um, you know, we were talking to the guy from Mozilla yesterday. Nice chap. Uh, we had a number of emailers point out that Mozilla joined with the George Soros in a big campaign to stamp out, quote-unquote, fake news. And sometimes their definition of it strays a bit from what I would call uh, fake news or dangerous speech. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, which reminds me. And, you know, your question is a good one. I don't... I... Over and over again, have found the proposed cures for the perceived ills of Facebook to be worse than disease. In terms of, you know, quote unquote, fake news or or bias or whatever, I, I just say uh, buyer beware. Now, in terms of the user agreements and how utterly impenetrable and and ununderstandable they are, um, I'm with the people on that. I just think it's 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 fraud. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say was, I thought there was a very very good discussion back and forth about the idea of um, the value of free speech and whether we want y'all editing what's on Facebook. Mm. I thought that was at least a useful discussion to have. Uh, Ben Sass, we have a long Ben Sass clip, um, said some really good stuff on that. How do you define hate speech? And of course, you know, Zuckerberg stammered and hemmed and hawed and the rest of it. And they agreed anything that's going to directly incite violence, directly incite, not, you know. Build a space that is not entirely safe, where people feel threatened, and then that can easily lead to violence. No, that doesn't count. So my Zuckerberg flaky friends. So
0: Facebook's got the interesting situation of they they would like to have everybody want to use Facebook. They don't want to become like the have the reputation Fox has, right? Where everybody sees that as as a one sided or MSNBC or sure. MSNBC. Yeah. He doesn't want that because he loses half his audience. But he'd be perfectly within his rights to say, I'll define hate speech however I want. Stuff that I hate, I'm going to call hate speech. Yeah. And I'm not going to put it on my site because I can.
1: All right, so we are a publisher, I admit it. And we're going to publish liberal stuff. Suck it. Senator. Senator, suck it.
0: But he can do that. Sure. It wouldn't be good business to say it out loud. But yeah. we're going to be an organization that leads one way. You ever watch cable news? The, uh, the channels tend to pick
1: a side. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, play that as much as you want. Um, As to the question of, and if you didn't hear the hearing, because you have a life, good for you. A bunch of senators came at it from a bunch of different directions, a bunch of different issues. Uh, One of them was the question of, is Facebook a monopoly? Do they need to be reined in, regulated, broken up, blah, blah, blah. I don't have that much worry about that, honestly. Um, I just think things in tech come and go so quickly and can come and go. And there are now... Really important studies being done about the effectiveness of some online advertising, and it's nearly not as effective as people would have you believe. And so, I just, I don't know. I think, uh, I think the free market and, and and people of conscience and all will will rein it in in a way that's fine. I hate Facebook, but I'm all right. I kind of like Dana Milbank's breakdown of it. I don't and hate the, it entirely. I hate aspects of it.
0: The Washington Post: Boy Billionaire Mark Zuckerberg struggles to play the grown up. Um, I'm committed to getting this right, he promised. <laughs> Problem is, whenever the questioning got tough, Zuckerberg made clear that he could not be trusted to give an answer. How many improper data transfers to third parties have there been? I can have my team follow up with you. How many fake accounts have been removed? I'm happy to have my team follow up with you. Were Facebook employees involved with Cambridge Analytics help for Donald Trump? I can certainly have my team get back to you on that. Can Facebook track browsing activity after a user logs off? There's one I guarantee he knows the answer to. It would probably be better to have my team follow up afterwards. What regulations would you support? I'll have my team follow up with you. Where do the 87 million Facebook users who had their data scraped from 4K uh, Cambridge Analytica, where did they come from? We can follow up with your office. Does Facebook collect user data through cross-device tracking? There's another one I guarantee you he knows the answer to. Mm-hmm. I want to have my team follow up with you on that. Is Facebook a neutral form or does it engage in First Amendment protected speech? I would need to follow up with you on that. Zuckerberg was practically crying out for adult supervision. Wrong. Um, Is that You said that's Dana Milbank? Yeah, he said he was coached for the hearing by some of the best Washington hands money can buy. He professed ignorance, therefore was most likely uh, calculating in that he could avoid commenting on much, and it wouldn't come
1: back to bite him. I was just going to say, I find uh, mosquitoes buzzing in my ear pleasant compared to Dana Milbank, but I would say he was absolutely the grown-up. He carried off a polished, prepared Hard-assed PR appearance. Anything that's going to hurt the brand, we'd be happy to. Senator, we'd be happy to get back to you on that. Says the young boy scout on his booster seat. I thought it was brilliant in its evil.
0: There's a lot of those questions. There's no way he doesn't know the answer to them. No way. I agree completely. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Russian
5: warships on the move now as tensions with the U.S. over Syria continue escalating. We've got Trump's poll numbers way up and Facebook Zuckerberg's surprising admission today. Stories
0: coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Hmm.
1: He's in the hizzy today, right? Yeah, I
0: want to hear that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, one more thing from this column in the Washington Post I was reading from that I thought was interesting. Uh, Zuckerberg didn't answer the questions thinking that they won't come back to bite him. Uh, somebody texted a little bit ago, he didn't want to have to answer these on national TV. And he pulled that off. Yeah, yeah that is exactly what he did. Yeah, I thought
1: it was uh, it was very strategic.
0: No senator followed up with, you don't know that. I find it hard to believe you don't know that.
1: Well, and his peep said, listen, Zucky, I hear we're uh, we're going to bomb Syria tomorrow. Nobody's going to care anymore.
0: Uh, Dana, or at least not for a while. Dana Milbank of the Washington Post wrote, Senators seemed as if they were less interested in regulating them, him than in gawking at him. Listen to this interesting tidbit. The Watergate Committee had seven members. The committee probing the Titanic sinking had seven. The Joint Committee on the Investigation of Pearl Harbor had ten. The total number of investigators yesterday, Senators sitting in, 44 wow. <laughs> to grill Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, wow. Because they all wanted to be on TV and be a part of this.
1: What's the logic behind that? Well, I don't know. You got Henry Ford in the House, uh, in the Senate. You go see him, I guess. I guess. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips?
0: Well-
5: We have new activity involving the Russian military following President Trump's warning that Russia should get ready if it wants to shoot down U.S. missiles in Syria. Trump's warning came in a tweet this morning after a Russian diplomat says missiles fired at Syria will be shot down and their launch sites targeted. That's when Trump tweeted, Russia vows to shoot down any and all missiles fired at Syria. Get ready, Russia,
1: because they'll be coming nice and new and smart. All right, here's I Missed My Calling. Uh, I should have been a a diplomat. So uh, we shoot the missiles as described. Russia, you know, maybe gets a couple of them out of the air. Claims to their people they shot them all down. Then says, we have now targeted your missile sites. They are targeted. Having had behind the scenes discussions with us saying, yeah, we're done. We're not bombing anymore. And they get to save face, and we all go on with our, our business. Well, right, which is watching Assad snuff out the last of the rebels and their children, and, and retake his country. Right
5: now, Fox News is reporting they've got new satellite images showing Russian warships leaving a Syrian port, heading out to sea. The ship movement leading to a lot of speculations: the Russians may be preparing for a missile or airstrike.
0: Yeah, a lot of wars get started on the on the on the assumption that the other side is not going to do right. things. There's no way Putin would actually take on the United States. What is he going to get out of that? Well, what if for some reason he thinks it'd be a good idea? I hope he doesn't. Meanwhile, the president's approval rating. You go, go wrestle an alligator shirtless. You don't you know, want to feel manly today. Uh,
1: don't, don't try to attack one of our aircraft carriers. It ain't going to end well for anybody. You're absolutely right. On the other hand, World War II became what it became substantially because, you know, the H-Man assumed that he could get away with some stuff and the European allies were too cowardly to oppose him when he was so weak they could have beat him in two days um so you know that miscalculation works both ways
0: sure sure not wanting to escalate things just out of hate to use the word appeasement appeasing just to you don't I just don't want trouble here
6: right. doesn't yeah. always work right. The
0: president's approval
5: rating now topping 40% for the first time in a year, and this is from Quinnipiac University. Their poll shows Trump with a 41% job performance approval rating, his second highest rating ever. Quinnipiac pollsters say the president hit 42%
0: a few weeks after his inauguration. Well, if he's 41 in that poll, he's easily in the mid to upper 40s in some of those other polls. And And what's that? What's, What's driving it up?
1: The economy? I think the economy, yeah. It's it's going good. Wages are inching upward. I Consumer a, confidence is high. I know a number of people, IRL, that have told me they're
0: making more money
1: than they were before. Yeah, the various bonuses, etc. Yeah.
0: Republican
5: House Speaker Paul Ryan's going to be stepping down from Congress when his term expires at the end of the year.
6: I have given this job everything that I have. And I have no regrets whatsoever for having accepted this responsibility.
5: Ryan telling reporters today he never intended to be speaker for a long period of time anyway. He said he's very proud of the accomplishments that have been made.
1: We are going to do a long-form podcast at some point soon. Um, I want to talk to Paul Ryan after he's done. Talk to him for two hours. Oh, I would love that. Get his real take. He may stay a loyal Republican, so he might not be 100% candid, but... I think bet, worm it out of them.
0: I'll bet he would make some really... Well, he's got his, all the inside infra- information anybody has on uh, our entitlement problems right. and, and what the hurdle is to actually dealing with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's tried. Mark Zuckerberg admits his personal data is
5: included in a recent breach by Cambridge Analytica. Zuckerberg was questioned during testimony in the U.S. House for his second straight day on Capitol Hill. He was appearing before the Senate yesterday. Today, California Democrat Anne- Anna Eshoo asked Zuckerberg in a series of questions, including this one. Was your night.
2: data included in the data sold to the malicious third parties?
0: Good
5: one. Senator! Your personal data. Yes. Good one.
2: It was.
0: Yes, it huh. was. Huh. Interesting.
5: Yep. He's also acknowledging he's got a moral obligation to run a platform that will protect democracy. Hey,
0: he did say yesterday, we haven't mentioned, that uh, he hasn't, but a number of people in his company have been uh, talked to by Mueller's team in in, that investigation. Mm. Yeah, I'm not surprised,
1: but that's interesting,
5: yeah. The Environmental Working Group has released this year's list of the dirtiest fruits and vegetables, those containing the highest... these nuts. (laughs) Those
1: containing the highest number of... Pesticides. Let me remove this banana from where I've been storing it and you can <laughs> you can test it. All right, this is this is taking a bad turn. Go ahead.
5: Yeah. Yes. Six dirtieth uh fruit peaches. Then come grapes. It's all the
1: fuzz on them and It catches the filth, yeah?
5: Grapes, then, then come grapes. Oh no. Apples, third, the uh, next dirtiest comes in as nectarines, then spinach and the dirtiest on the group's list. Oh, I know what it's gonna
1: be. What? Don't the say- humble the humble head of lettuce. No! Don't say strawberry. All all sorts of gook gets caught in there and there's too many folds. It's not a pluot, is it? No, it's
5: not a (laughs) pluot, Mike. The dirtiest of them all, strawberry.
0: Oh, Oh, no! Again, fuzzy. We're talking about from the store when you buy them? Non organics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the organic stuff, why would it be that much cleaner at the store?
5: Because of the way they don't use as many pesticides. Okay, not pesticide,
0: thing. but in terms it's, of yep. handling and stuff like that. Still got bugs on it. Organic food. Pay more for smaller fruit with bugs on it. Are we yes. talking?
1: <laughs> Amen to that. Are we talking? Give, fecal- me, give me non-organic <laughs> super
0: fruits my, my wife yeah. is hardcore on yeah. the organic fruit. Right. So if I bring it home, she's not going to let the kid. so it's a waste of time. But I look at them there at the store, and I think, I could get these big, giant luscious strawberries the side of my head glowing red. (laughs) Or I could get this kind of brown little thing the size of a thimble for three times the money. Said a date or a strawberry. <laughs> but I guess I'll bring those home. Right. <laughs>
6: right.
1: Air cleaner, Jack. Air cleaner. Okay. If right. you want to lift your mood, go to the grocery store today, say, excuse me, where are your orgasmic vegetables? <laughs> what? Your organic vegetables. <laughs> this is a little fun you can have. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Fun's all around you, people. You just got to look it. <laughs>
5: exactly. <laughs> you want to have a good time?
0: Just
1: whistle. <laughs>
5: That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The, the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. Time to squeeze the bird. Oh, look
1: what he did on the strawberries. He (laughs) squeezed them too hard.
0: You think it it probably helped Zuckerberg, his elfin appearance, right? I mean, you're not going to scream at a 13-year-old sitting
1: on a booster seat. Well, his demeanor, his verbiage, his tone of voice were all chipper. Young and optimistic. He's so
0: robotic, though. Uh, yeah. Hanson was pointing out the way he just drinks water. His arm goes out like it's a robotic arm, then he picks it up and <laughs> moves it towards... It's strange!
1: Initiate hydration sequence. <laughs> there are various parodies on the web as we speak in uh, claiming that his human contact lens fell out, revealing the reptile eye beneath and that sort of thing. Hello, so, yeah. fellow humans. I mean, senators. He walks
0: as if he's thinking about it really hard. Huh. Left, right, turn your head.
1: There you go. Remember, yeah, that's what it's like to be a super genius. I think
0: he's un- I, I. think he's that socially uncomfortable, because I've known people sure. like that. They yeah. have to think about the yeah. way they walk, because they're so worried about it.
1: Well, look what he did to meet girls, instead of just walking out into the hall and saying hey to one. He designed Facebook. Yeah. Uh, more on the way. Our text line, four
0: one 295 kftc You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Conscience. Of the nation. There
5: is a delicate
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg testified before a Joint Senate Commerce and Judiciary Committee today in front of a bunch of people whose password is definitely password.
1: (laughs) Some of the uh, oldsters came off as oldsters, no doubt. Some of them came off as really, really smart people who understand the technology. I was impressed by some of them. Of course, Um, uh, Zuckerberg's in the... uh, in the hizzy, huh? Although with 40 The hizzle-nizzle of representative vizzles With 44 swings at it, you'd hope some of them come through. Is impressive. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you?
0: Um, how happy people are with their height. Have that study out today? Now that we know Mark Zuckerberg had to sit on a booster seat yesterday to testify. Bitterly
1: unhappy. That's how
0: I am, but... Really? I've, mm. I've never been... I'm, I'm un- angry. i with my height well, for a second you're moment. tall. You insensitive bastard. I can't imagine if I were two inches shorter that it would have had any effect on my No, luggage. you
1: can't. <laughs> Boy, that was some really high-handed stuff. How'd you like my tone of voice sir Michael?
0: <laughs> it wasn't great. I, th- I thought that was pretty good. Uh, the number of Americans with no religious
1: affiliation is rising. We'll have those hmm. numbers for you coming up. It's kind of interesting. Not surprising in these Trumpestuous times, Jack. Oh,
0: that's your new word.
1: That's my self-conscious uh, effort to reset my new catchphrase. Have you actually copyrighted <laughs> that or no. trademarked it or whatever? How I do I do that? I don't know what the process is I'm the first to use this. it.
0: It starts with a hashtag. You're not the first to use it unless you're the first to hashtag I, I got a friend who was always copyrighting songs, like the second we'd uh, come up with one, just worried that somehow somebody would take it and make mm-hmm. money off of it. So steal my it, idea. It, it wasn't very hard to do, I guess. So can you do that with your word very quickly? I've tried to get people
1: to steal my songs. They won't. Trumpestuous. <laughs> yes. It seems like that'll uh, be trademarked. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, yesterday uh, in the Senate, uh, old Zuckerberg was uh, testifying in Ben Sass. I'm a big fan of Ben Sass. Nebraska. Yeah, he's a common sense guy. He's a conservative guy. Maybe you don't swing that way, but he's a smart guy and a serious guy. And, and he was talking to Zuckerberg about the idea of cutting down or cutting out hate speech on Facebook.
4: I worry about a world where, when you go from violent groups to hate speech in a hurry, in one of your responses to one of the opening questions, um, you may decide, or Facebook may decide, it needs to police a whole bunch of speech um, that I think America might be better off not having policed by one company that has a really big and powerful platform. Can you define hate speech?
3: Senator, I think that this is a really hard question. And I think it's one of the reasons why we struggle with it. There are certain definitions that, that, we, that we have around, um, you know, calling for, for violence or... Um, Let's just agree on that. If somebody's calling yeah. for violence, we,
4: that shouldn't be there. I'm worried about the psychological categories around speech. You, you used language of safety and protection earlier. We see this happening on college campuses all across the country. It's dangerous. Forty percent of Americans under age 35 tell pollsters they think the First Amendment is dangerous because you might use your freedom to say something that hurts somebody else's feelings. Guess what? There are some really passionately held views about the abortion issue on this panel today. Can you imagine a world uh, where you might decide that pro-lifers are prohibited from speaking about their abortion views on on your platform? I certainly would not want that to be the case. But it, it might really be unsettling to people who've had an abortion
3: to have an open debate about that, wouldn't it? It might be, but I don't think that that would, would fit any of the definitions of, of, of what we have. But I do generally agree with the point that you're making, which is as, we sh- as we're able to technologically shift towards, especially having AI proactively look at content, I think that that's going to create massive questions for society about what obligations we want to require companies to, to fulfill. And, and I do think that that's a question that uh, we need to struggle with as a country, because I know other countries are, and they're putting laws in place. And I, I think that America needs to uh, figure out and create the set of principles that we want American companies to operate under.
4: Thanks. I I wouldn't want you to leave here today and think there's sort of a unified view in the Congress that you should be moving toward policing more and more and more speech. I think violence has no place on your platform. Uh, Sex traffickers and human traffickers have no place on your platform. But vigorous debates, adults need to engage in vigorous debates. I thought that was really good. Um, it, it was and respectful <laughs> to,
0: to stand up for Zuckerberg briefly, and I I want him to get embarrassed today. Why? For no good reason. I'm a small man. Mm. He's a young billionaire who's been given a, a pass ever since he became a young billionaire, just treated like a god everywhere, and and now he's getting uh, some uh, the rough side of life, and I'm enjoying that for no good reason. Oh. I'm not proud of it. Remarkably candid of you. Um, but on his side. A decent answer would be, I don't know. I invented something the world has never seen before. How the world is going to deal with that in a fair way, in America in particular, I have no idea. You tell me.
1: (laughs) And it's evolving so fast, I don't know how to manage it. I'm trying as hard as I can. Yeah, the Supreme Court is going to deal with this for the rest of our lives. I have no idea. Yeah. I I maintain my view that he is the Antichrist, but um, (laughs) he also has an enormous challenge, and I sympathize with it to some extent, especially because he's getting enormous pressure to eliminate any... Hate speech, which leads to unsafe spaces from everybody around
0: I guess my point is, it's not necessary for him to have invented something nobody ever thought could happen in the world
1: to come up with quick answers for some of the thorniest questions of law. On the other hand, I would have loved to have heard uh, what definitions they do use for hate speech at Facebook. I got ten minutes. Go ahead and read it to me. Well, if Ted Cruz's (laughs) list is correct... Um, if it leans conservative, it's something you can boot off the 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 site. That happens a lot. Yeah, YouTube and Google are very very uh, g- guilty of that. Hey, just a quick thought, Neil Ferguson. Uh, when when he and I were chatting at Stanford, <laughs> well, he was talking. <laughs> good sentence. I, I very listening. good sentence. Yeah. Anyway, so when we were t- when we were talking at Stanford, which is technically accurate, um, he pointed out that. Uh, The European model, which is mentioned many times and was mentioned many times yesterday of how to rein in Facebook, rein in the tech giants, make sure they're not hurting people's feelings or or running roughshod or releasing too much information, which I think we all agree they shouldn't. So, you know, a lot of the goals are good, but Europe's model has yielded almost no world changing innovation in terms of tech science and the Web. You got two models. You got the Wild West of the United States, which has had its excesses, absolutely true, but has seen mind boggling, awe inspiring, somewhat dangerous at times, but crazy impressive innovation. Then you got the Chinese model totalitarianism. You're going to do it the way we say you do it. And, and we're going to fund it like crazy to our purposes. And that's yielded some really, really impressive results like Alibaba and, and, and a couple others. Then you you got the Euro model, where we're just going to regulate you to death and act like Euros. And it's yielded very, very little. Mm, that's a decent point right there. Yeah. That's what I said to Neil Ferguson. No, he, he said all that to me, and I heard it.
0: And you nodded. Yeah,
1: and said, I'm going to copy that on the air. I'm totally going to copy that. That makes a lot of sense, Neil Ferguson. Why do you spell Neil so funny? N-I-A-L-L. What is that?
0: Are Are you happy with your height, and do you believe in God? Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. America.